Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we have a week 12 instant reaction show for you. We're going to go through some of the top players and some of the disappointments. So Jeff, how about we just get going with it right away here? You know, I'm actually going to skip over the top player I had on my list. I'm going to go to the number two player, which is Alvin Kamara, because I like bringing up Kamara every week like we do on here. And he shows up every week on our top players. So I mean, what do you have to say about Kamara after this yeah, week? I mean, just keep singing his praises, really. I mean, well, he hasn't gone. I mean, man, it, it's kind of an unbelievable season. Like, I don't want to go far back that far, but. I mean, he has his biggest week yet to date, and he's only gone under double digits in standard scoring three times this year, and he was the third third back for most of it. So I can't tell you how awesome this guy is, and it kind of establishes why we keep talking about, even though Ingram is wonderful and he's probably got more upside when it comes to touchdowns, why we like Kamara a little more. And this kind of shows it because when he doesn't get the touchdowns, Kamara in the passing game still makes up for that. So, uh, I mean, huge game for him. Ingram was down a little bit. I mean, I, I just love everything about him. Yeah, and Kamara only had five carries today. That's it, five carries. And he still puts together a ridiculous game because he doesn't even he, – he's averaging 7.1 yards per carry now on the season. It's it's ridiculous. He made more, maybe they should give him the ball a couple more times. <laughs> exactly. And, man, I, I, I love it. In the passing game, you know, this is where he really shines too. Because obviously we seven yards a clip, like Craig just said, is unbelievable for a running back. But if we just take the last four games when I, I feel like he's really coming to his own. Six receptions for 84 yards and touchdown, five for 32, six for 74 touchdown, six for 101 in a touchdown. The last four games, and that's just receiving. And then you add on anything he rushes. I mean, this guy is an absolute goldmine. He just, he's a dual threat. Like, you know, we haven't seen since, you know, Le'Veon Bell really. Yeah, he's he's so good, and yeah, he doesn't need many touches to keep doing it. So keep throwing. I mean, he's he's we've said it before. He's top ten. He's top ten every week. I don't know. Maybe he's top five. Like this is the way he's playing. It's every single week. If he ever gets more touches, he's going to be up there easily. I just he's the most consistent player. I feel like up here. All right, how about we move on to the next guy, who's actually probably the top guy, you know, for the week. That's going to be Julio Jones who put together his typical massive game that he normally does every year, and he did it for 12 catches, 253 yards, and two touchdowns. Just ridiculous. And this is why every single week we have kept ranking Julio Jones in our top 10, even though, I mean, we seem to get some some backlash on it, like, oh, we keep ranking Julio too high. But this is why Julio's up there, because this is what he can do and. I don't think there's another player other than obviously Antonio Brown that can do what Julio did today. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, first of all, 253 yards is mind blowing. I mean, it really does show what an unbelievable specimen this guy is, how unbelievable of a wide receiver. But it also is kind of funny because his yardage, when you look at his games, you know, is never bad. And it's just the touchdowns that separates him from these other fantasy players. So his production as a football player has been outstanding. But today, after two touchdowns, it brings his touchdown total to three. So it really is the the big thing holding him back. But, I mean, kudos. Finally, he got in a couple different times. They finally got him over double-digit catches. 
And my God, did he just make Tampa Bay look so stupid. It was unbelievable. 253 yards. And if you are a Julio owner that was, excuse me, you're able to weather the storm of his not putting up maybe first round numbers, you get Tampa again in week 15 if you get that far. So that'll be a nice matchup week 15. That is, Tampa just looked terrible. I mean, we knew they were bad coming in, but this has been really bad. And then they, maybe Green Bay can take advantage of it next week and then Detroit week 14, but Atlanta again week 15, it could get a little ugly. But this is by Julio, top 10 every week. Keep plugging them into your lineups. Don't even ever think about sitting a player like this because, you know, there's not many guys that can do what he did. So, I mean, not talk about the next wide receiver that is dominant like that, Antonio Brown. He did it again tonight in the Sunday night game here with 10 catches for 169 yards and two touchdowns. Just ridiculous. I mean, this guy's unbelievable, which I don't even know if we need to talk about Brown that much. We know how great he is, but how about Ben Roethlisberger now with 351 and four touchdowns today? It was this two big games in a row. Yeah, it feels like he's really putting it together after they had the the uh, the bye week nine. Um, it, they, there's a lot to love about him right now. And that was without, uh, you know, uh, Schuster as well. So Brian kind of picked it up. Bell was all over the field making little catches, you know, just uh, Ben was making all the correct reads. It was another wonderful, you know, show by him. And as long as he has a healthy Antonio Brown, you know, I have to believe this moving forward, he's going to be a viable option to play. Yeah, I think so too. He he's going to be probably top ten now. If the, if everyone's clicking like this, you have to play him because this is what we expected early on. It just didn't happen. But if this is going to keep going on, you're going to play Ben every week. But all right, how about the Green Bay? I'm just going to stay in this game because there's a couple of players who want to talk about over there. Jamal Williams had two touchdowns today, one running, one receiving. He had over 130 total yards. He didn't. I mean, he only had 21 carries for 66 yards, so it wasn't like it was great that way. But I didn't quite expect this from him I knew I mean he was an ad for people because of the volume he was going to get I just didn't think he could actually do something with the volume but that was good to say you see but are you going to trust this is this kind of a mirage (laughs) yeah I think so I mean I I think he's going to be he'll be a fine play but I, I don't think I can expect over 20 yards from him and it's mostly because I don't really expect Brett Hundley to do what he did either I mean I feel like they, you know, they kind of went tandem here. So he he had 245 yards with three touchdowns, one of them to Williams. Um, I think that isn't going to be usual, even though even though they do have Tampa Bay next week. So another very good matchup. But as you see, when he's just getting rushes, he only had, you know, 21 rushes, which is a lot for 66 yards, which, you know, isn't numbers that are going to blow you away. And he's pretty much done that. The last three games. So 20 for 67, 18 for 57, 21 for 66. He finally got in the end zone. Um, I don't expect him to continue uh, kind of producing in the passing game always. So I I think you would taper expectations. I think he's more going to be a guaranteed six-point guy and then a high of like 12. Yep. I I agree. I think that's about what you can expect from him. And who knows, if Montgomery's back next week, it's going to – He's going to be out there too. Williams probably earned himself some kind of role, but you know it's not going to be for sure. But actually, the most exciting thing for me about this game was actually pregame. Aaron Rodgers. Did you see any of these highlights? He's sitting there throwing the ball fifty yards. Did he? No, I actually didn't. 
heard somewhere one of them was a 54 yard pass he threw in the air. Oh my gosh. Well, I tell you the, uh, the, the bandwagon I jumped on by adding Aaron Rodgers onto my bench after Craig did it and to spite him, who knows, maybe they'll, uh, maybe they'll come back and pay dividends. If you have Aaron Rodgers on your team, it looked very, it was very exciting to see that. So go pick him up if he's still out there for you. And I think, uh, I think it's safe to say that every Jordy owner out there is praying for him to come back too. because where in the world did that guy fall off to three for 11 today and just he's like the third option i mean at, at best you would say i mean i don't know i don't know <laughs> i mean yeah he was really I, I wouldn't even call him the fourth option but you know the fourth i mean it's by far Devonte adams the go-to guy and then cobb still had a touchdown and and williams was more productive so I don't know, man. I, I'm not sure what is going to happen with that one, but as long as Brent Hundley is behind there, I just have no faith in Jordy whatsoever. It's really a, a, a bummer, especially for teams going into the playoffs with him. All right. How about move over to the Cincinnati Bengals in Joe Mixon? Because this is what we've been waiting for all year. Finally. I mean, every week we talk about Joe Mixon. We know he's talented, and we keep we keep ranking him as a start. I think every, we haven't dropped him out of our top 25 ever that means you know, he's a starter every week for us and today 23 carries 114 yards and a touchdown caught three balls for 51 yards this is how good the guy can be we knew it all along and you're gonna have down weeks yet but this is just a sign of things to come i think more for next year i'm more excited about it i don't know if it's going to continue this year but it was great to see this yeah and i completely agree and i know that people are going to say hey hold on you know it's against cleveland but Remember, he did play Cleveland already in week four. He had 17 rushes for 29 yards. Compare that to what he did in week 12, and you can see the difference and how he's kind of like acclimating to the NFL game. I really do think that his talent is finally showing through. I don't think this was a fluke, actually. I think I think this is going to continue, unlike, you know, say a Williams or something. I think I think Mixon is for real. I do, too. This, he is that good. I mean, you wa- if you watch him play for any amount of time, you start to see signs of it and... You knew it's gonna, it's going to come together at some point, and I think it's starting to. So, I mean, this is more for next year too, though. He could, he's gonna be like a second rounder, I think, in a lot of drafts next year if he continues any kind of pace the rest of this year. He's gonna get himself. I mean, if he go to the third next year, it'd be a steal. I feel like it's gonna be a good pickup for people next for next year. All right, how about talk about Robbie Anderson here? This is now. So let's see, five straight games with touchdowns for Robbie Anderson, and this was his best one. Caught six passes, 146 yards, and two touchdowns. I mean, he's <laughs> he's putting up wide receiver one numbers here. I mean, how a lot of people are having hard times with Robbie Anderson, or at least they were sitting him against certain over other, you know, starting other guys over him. But you can't sit him. I think at this point, you got to start him every single week. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean. You look at his numbers, and as much as you want to say, at some point he's not going to score a touchdown. You know, you, if you were playing him, you're happy. You know, until it runs out. So, I mean, five straight games with a t- well touchdown or more. Um, I mean, he really is. He's the number one option there. McCown is playing really well. Um, you know, you, just because the Jets aren't necessarily the greatest team in the world doesn't mean that there aren't going to be players on there that produce. And Robbie Anderson is you know, blowing everyone, everyone's mind right now because he really is a top 15 wide receiver out there. Would you start Robbie Anderson or Mike Evans? <laughs> oh man. Um, 
I guess I would have to go on the matchup, really. That's how I think that's how crazy it is. Because I, I don't have a whole lot of faith Evans is getting in the end zone these days. And what about like Anderson or Tyreek Hill? Yeah, once again, I mean, I think Robbie Anderson is more consistent. I think I would have an easier time playing him right now than Tyreek, but Tyreek has the upside. So it's really depending who I play, I guess. Yeah, that's crazy, though. Those players have turned into matchup dependent if you're going to play them or play Robbie Anderson. But yeah. that's what's happened. So, all right, some other guys here. I'm going to go through them quicker because... They're good, and we don't we know why. At least Rob Gronkowski, great week this week, but we he's good, and we knew this was gonna he's gonna have weeks like this. People have been kind of down on it because he hasn't been maybe getting touchdowns, whatever. Yeah, two touchdowns a day look great, and this is he's gonna he's gonna have good weeks like this, and you play him every week as your starting tight end, and you don't think about it. So good week for him. But one guy I did like on the in the backfield there, Deion Lewis, fifteen carries, one hundred and twelve yards, which is just Really nice to see again because he has clearly taken over that backfield. But Rex Burkhead is also playable as evidenced by two touchdowns today. Only 53 total yards, but two touchdowns for Burkhead. Yeah, we're big on picking them up. I wasn't expecting both of them to do quite this well right out of the gate, but it's really good to see. Yeah, it's been it's it's still it's a hard it's hard to play them for some reason in my mind. But, you know, you, you do a lot worse, I think, than I think Lewis is pretty safe. I still worry about Burkhead just because when you're more touchdown dependent, it worries me a bit, but yeah. And, and Lewis is, it's a tough one. It's kind of a tough, uh, kind of a, a coin toss for me. I think it really, I, I hate to do this, but I mean, I, I really do think it depends on who they play team wise, because I know Deion Lewis is going to get more rushing. He's been phenomenal and he's gotten a, you know, a decent amount of carries. Um, but I, I think Burkhead is much safer in the passing game. So you know, I think depending on the flow of the game, if they score a lot, both of them are going to be fine. But if it's going to be a closer game, you know, if they're going to rush more, I would do Deion Lewis. If they're going to pass more, I'd go Burkhead. And then Marshawn Lynch had 111 total yards today with a touchdown. So nice to see that. But he the 67 rushing yards came off 26 carries. So that wasn't very efficient, but at least he pulled off the touchdown. Had a pretty good week. So you're still using Lynch. He's not, I mean, still not a great option, but that also shows that Denver defense... Yeah, they're just not that scary anymore, I would say. Then how about another one more, another guy here for Arizona, the tight end who didn't play more than one snap the entire season until last week where he scores a couple of touchdowns, Ricky Seals Jones, who I had no idea who this guy was starting last before last week. And I still really don't know who he is. <laughs> I was just saying, Do you know now? Because I still don't. <laughs> Four catches for 72 yards and a touchdown. So... I mean, <laughs> this is one that I am going to have an extremely hard time with because I know so little about this guy. And I don't know. He's played two game, two weeks now. That's, that's it. He, he had one, literally one snap the first 10 weeks. So he's played two games, has seven catches for 116 yards and three touchdowns. I, and against Jacksonville today, and last week was against Houston, who's not a pushover necessarily and if it's not you know greatest but i don't know is this do you would you ever trust him in your lineup i mean especially i guess if you're hurting at tight end i mean yeah would you throw him in there as a flyer if i'm hurting at tight end i mean why not but i'll be honest i i'm not <laughs> i hate to say it but i'm this is one guy that i'm i'm not the the one to ask because i i truly don't know anything about this guy i, I think he could be a flash in the pan maybe you know they other teams just haven't seen him coming 
but it just goes to show what the tight end position has turned into because I love how I just got down on Hunter Henry after being on his bandwagon, and then he finally comes out and has a great game. And it's really all over the board. So, yes, absolutely, he's worth a pickup. And definitely, I wouldn't have any problem playing him if you don't have one of those top five guys. But is he going to continue this ridiculous pace? I, I truly have no idea. <laughs> I, I doubt it. But hey, one more if we get one more week of it, then that's where yeah, exactly. But then you then you're going to put him in your one more week of it gets you to the playoffs in week 14. And then you throw Seals yeah. Jones in your lineup. I still wouldn't feel comfortable with it. But hey, no, but I mean, really, if if you didn't have one of the top five guys, say, like, wouldn't you rather have him after what he just did the past two weeks than, I don't know, a Croft or a, a Doyle? Yeah, I think I actually would. I probably would want him over Croft or Doyle. I think I would. Yeah, I, I think he's, I mean, whether he pans out or not, I think he's a, a, a smart ad going into the playoffs. Well, and actually I mean, it coincides his success in playing was the same as the two games that Blaine Gabbert's been there. So maybe maybe this is somebody that Blaine Gabbert, Gabbert's looking for for some reason. And yeah. I, I think Gabbert's played well enough where it's his job the rest of the season. I think he's overtaken Stanton, even if Stanton's healthy. So maybe this is just a guy he looks for. But you brought up Hunter Henry at a good game. So I'm, I'm not going to talk much about the Thanksgiving games because now it's already, what, three days away. or <laughs> No one cares as much. But Keenan Allen, just got to talk about Keenan Allen quick. 11 catches for 172 and a touchdown. This little two-game stretch is ridiculous. I know. And I just want to bask in my glory just for a little bit because as much as I hyped him up going into the year, and he's he's kind of a safe pick. Like, he hasn't disappointed necessarily. But because of the last two games, this guy is going to be in the top 10 of wide receivers. And I just feel like <laughs> I just feel redeemed a little bit because, I mean, my God. First of all, you know, I don't know where all these giant performances are coming but it is feast or famine out in fantasy football land, and Keenan Allen is taking full advantage right now. The last two weeks have been a gold mine, and he's winning people weeks finally. Yeah, it's crazy that he's going to be well into the top ten now without a problem. You know, after just two major weeks. All right, how, here let me talk about some of the guys that disappointed a little bit. I'm going to start the list off with Kareem Hunt, who I don't know. We we started talking about this. A few weeks ago, we were worried about Kareem Hunt, and I think it's gotten worse now at this point. 11 carries for 17 yards today and only one catch. So I'm, I'm really, really concerned now about Kareem Hunt where, I mean, do you bench Kareem Hunt? I I don't know. The, is Would you bench him at this point? Are you confident enough for just the volume? Maybe there's volume that think you think that – you can he can turn it around. Ooh, I mean, man, you would you would really have to have a set to bench Cream Hut. I know he hasn't been great. I mean, probably not benching him yet. I, I can't imagine you have a couple of runners above him that uh, you feel safer about, especially going against like the Jets in Oakland here in a moment. But I mean. It's sad to say, but I would, I mean, I would probably consider my other options, but right now, no, I, I don't think I'm confident enough to make that move because, but I mean, I try, I'm trying to make a case for him because he was so dominant in the beginning, but he hasn't scored a touchdown since week four. And his yardage keeps going like further and further down. And I mean, it doesn't help that he just hit his all time low for, for points scored in the game, but you know, I mean, He's just hasn't he hasn't been playing that well. No, and it 
it, the, the Kansas City team as a whole hasn't been playing well. So that's just they've been bad. And I mean, I, I am too. I'm going to still play him because I have a hard time believing you have better options. And even be, okay, if you, before this week, he is worst in standard with 6.1 before this week, which if that's the absolute worst you get, that's okay. So, you know, it's, it hasn't been great, but I, I, there's going to be another big game here. It's going to happen. He's going to get a touchdown. I, I'm not going to, I'm con- obviously concerned, but it, he, he's going to do something where you don't want to miss out necessarily. And I think he's, he's better than a lot of the other options. Yeah. I think it's just one of those unfortunate trends. Like you see, and we're seeing it right now. It's like, who's trending up at the right time and who's trending down. You know, Hunt is someone that helped you get to the playoffs. I, you know, I have a feeling a lot of those teams are probably in that hunt, if not already in, half playing words. But right now, getting into the playoffs, it doesn't look like he's going to be the one to help you win it. And, uh, you know, people that may have been more annoying to have on your team for a little while, you know, we're talking about, you know, uh, Allen, for instance. He looks like he's ramping up a Roethlisberger. And if you can slide those guys into positions, you know, they're the ones that are going to probably help you win more than these guys that were kind of your your workhorses all the way through, you know, week 10. Then T.Y. Hilton, just, <laughs> 1.5 points today, 15 yards. This guy is the – this is the biggest boomer bust player I've ever seen because he has had three games this season with over 150 yards. And the other games, he has no more than 57 in a game. And I'm going to pull up his last six games. His last six games, he's gone in standard scoring 1.9, 2.7, 1.5, then 29.5, 2 <laughs> uh, I think you're benching him for sure. I would not play him. And you're playing against Jacksonville next week. T.Y. Hilton better be on your bench because this is yeah. this is ridiculous. I mean, you look at it, too. He's not playing, you know, going forward. He's not playing anyone that he's already torched. And generally, he torched bad teams. We're, you know, we're talking Cleveland, San Francisco, and then Houston, which is whatever. But, um, you know, so he's not playing any of those teams. They're actually, for the most part, good defenses. So I would expect he, him finishing out the year very quietly. I would, too. Just keep him on your bench. Don't even – I. Yeah, if you miss his his huge week, I don't even care at this point. I, I I'm fine to miss his big week, and I am a Ty Hilton owner, so I'm gonna be benching him, and I don't really care if I miss one big week. Life without luck is very very it's a cold cold desolate world. <laughs> it is. <laughs> All right, how about Jordan Howard here? Seven carries for six yards today. A uh, little bit of a disappointment. Are you gonna chalk this one up to just playing against Philadelphia? And how Philly's just ridiculous right now. Yeah, it's not really worrisome, I guess, for me. I look at it and I say, you know, he's not on a great team. They don't have much of a a passing situation that they can really hang their hat on. This is going to probably happen to him. Next week, he has San Francisco. You know, you're starting him on that game. We'll see what he does there. So I'm not as worried. It sucks that he got such a a low point score, but at the same time, you know, what are you going to do? It's going to happen. He plays on a bad team. So once in a while, this is going to happen. It's a bad team going against the best team in the league right now. So things happen like that. All right. How about, I'm going to talk about Doug Baldwin here at a disappointing game, two for 25, just not very good against San Francisco, which you thought could be a good matchup. But 
I'm not worried about that too much just because, you know, Russell Wilson still had a good game. He spreads the ball around a little bit, so that's what's going to happen some weeks. Some weeks you're just not going to get the ball, but for the most part, he should be fine, I would think. But the offense here, I don't really have much else, but the offense here that is just terribly disappointing, and I'm, I'm almost thinking you should avoid most of them, is Denver. And C.J. Anderson, Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, nobody did anything today. And are you expecting anything from, I mean, I'm expecting nothing at this point from CJ Anderson. And it's not even him. It's just, this team is so bad because Devonte Booker didn't do anything either. It was Booker at six for 11, Anderson at five for 12, Jamal Charles at one for three. But are you concerned about Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders? Are you going to be playing these guys or what should we do? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're not playing if, if I can help it. I mean, it's, kind of been that way. I mean, C.J. Anderson, I know both of us own him. You know, I haven't played him in the past handful of weeks. I know you probably haven't either, have you? No, it's been a few weeks since I've put him in a lineup, probably three. Yeah, and we kind of – the decline has been steep, and now now they're going back to Simeon, and the quarterback situation is, you know, still in flux. Um, You know, they have such – they do have some talented guys, but that offense is in – in a bad spot, and I, w- I would try to avoid it if, if at all possible. I know it's hard because especially when you're going to a flex position or wide receiver three and you see Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders on your bench, it's very difficult not to throw him in there and, and hope for the best. But, you know, the outlook is not good at the moment. Yeah, and even Demarius Thomas, you look at, like, he had three straight weeks with touchdowns before this week. But even last week, that touchdown came, and that touchdown and most of the catches came late in that game when it was garbage time it it's so it, it's hard to trust but this offense is just terrible right now it's it's no good none of these quarterbacks are any good they're just wasting a good defense because I think this defense is kind of just given up at this point they're much better than they've been playing lately and it's just because they I mean what's the point if the offense can't do anything for you so I think that's where they've <laughs> gone with that all right do you have any other players here we missed you wanted to bring up not really. I mean, it, you know, I think it was kind of uh, – it was interesting. I, I do got have to give props to um, uh, another great performance by two quarterbacks that, you know, keep being overlooked, Case Keenum and Josh McCown. A lot of the – you know, a lot of these guys are – or I shouldn't say a lot, but these two guys actually might still be um, around in waiver pickups every once in a while because they're a little bit – or Keenum has been up and down. But both of them are doing wonderful lately. And, uh, you know, they might be helpful. Both of them hit, you know, over 30 today, um, which you just don't expect. So, um, you know, it's it's kind of a, a shift right now. Certain people are playing well. You know, don't overlook that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's actually quite a bit of quarterbacks that actually scored some points today for once. So it's nice to see those scores go up a little bit. But, all right, I think that'll do it. Um, if you guys want to make sure you get your questions in for our mailbag episode this week, just either email us fantasyfootballprofit at gmail.com or go to Twitter where the FF profit or Instagram fantasy football profit. You can ask us questions there. We'll answer them on Wednesday's show again this week. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.